At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. listening to 105.9 FM, The Radiator, W-O-M-M-L-P, Burlington. I'm your host, Abby BK, filling in for Tom Proctor tonight. And right now begins Rocket Shop. We have Andriana with us. Would you like to say hello? How are you doing? Oh, hello. I'm pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. Good. Uh, We usually like to start off with a song. So what have you got for us? Sure. I've got coffee for y'all. Show the show to 
right. Coffee. Yes. By Andriana there. <laughs> um, so tell us, what was your start to music? And also, how did you get this band behind you? What's the story of all of you coming together as well? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I guess it started with my classical training when I was... Well, I started when I was, like, really, really little, like four. I don't really remember much other than me playing... Um, on stage with my tongue out playing a really at least that's what my mom tells me tells me that that I did um but since then I've I've expanded to multi-chord songs um and I decided to rebel against the classical world in my own way and start writing my own tunes um started in practice rooms just doing my own thing um and then bit by bit people started getting kind of interested in playing with me and I started getting kind of interested. It took me a while, though. Um, I was like, I want to do my own thing. What are you talking about? I don't want to. But, you know, I found eventually other people to play with as well, um, especially in Vermont. Um, I've been playing with Pat Markley for quite some time. Um, and then I think I think a few other people, like Cody Sargent, um, Todd Watkins, yes. Blast from the past there. Um, and my brother Julian Chabot, who is currently in New York City doing the, the jazz thing. Um, and then eventually <laughs> Luke Autry here over the, on the guitar and um, Matthew Jaden in the back on drums. Lovely. Yeah. So what kind of point are you at now? Are you thinking to kind of continue with a full band as you go along or are you still kind of doing the kind of solo gig? Well... I am getting into a little bit more electronic stuff. Um, so I basically, if I'm able to do a gig that I think would suit solo, um, I have like a little looper thing with electronic sounds kind of pre-programmed. I can also bring my keyboard in. I can do some cool stuff solo, but I, you can never replace a real live band. It's true. Right. So both. Yeah, both. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. So with the whole electronic piano, you're started obviously with a normal piano. How has that sort of like transitioned your style as well, kind of going more techno with everything? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call myself completely techno at all, but I would call myself in the realm of like maybe Imogen Heap, maybe um, Kate Bush-like kind of vibe. Um Oh, and Catherine, and there's another pop artist. Uh, oh, Kimbra. Kimbra is a great um, kind of example of someone who is centered on piano, but also loves bringing in those electronic influences. Um, my style, though, it's still kind of strangely centered in this kind of um, classical Andriana kind of world. But again, I... I bring in influences like jazz and funk there's a little funk um uh indie uh bedroom pop um things like that yeah gotcha so did you start out playing the piano when you were young too as sort of like the classical training or did that come after sort of singing in that way oh singing was later in high school I mean I always like hum to myself I'm sure every like little kid did that anyways but like I'd like make little songs while my dad was drying my hair like in secret as if he didn't know that I was singing while he was drying my hair <laughs> and then the second the the air dryer went off I'd be like mm, what nothing nothing happened 
Um, but yeah, I've got a good, I've, I've got like some, some experience with singing in that regard. Um, but it wasn't until I, I wrote my own tunes in high school um, that my voice kind of developed a little bit more. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we would love to hear another song, so right. go right ahead.
Perfect. So I didn't catch the name for that one. Oh, yes. It's called How You Do. How You Do. I never would have guessed. I love the dramatic pauses in that one. Thank you. Really awesome. Um, so can you kind of run us through what is your songwriting process? Oh. Well. I believe that every song is kind of like a child. And you accept them for what they are. Sometimes they're presentable to the public. Sometimes they're not so much. But um, they do come to me in different ways. That one actually came to me in a dream. I woke up singing it, which was quite a phenomenon. Um, but sometimes the lyrics kind of happen first. Um, it's a little bit more rare for me that the, the lyrics happen first, but it does happen. Um, but it usually kind of starts with me kind of noodling around at the piano, being like, oh, I, I like that lick. That's a, that's a cute little piano lick. I kind of want that to stick around. And then... I kind of play it a little bit more and more and see what comes naturally as far as like maybe a sound or a word or a melody. And then bit by bit, it all gets put together. Gotcha. Yeah. Was that experience of it coming from a dream sort of unique to that song? Has that ever happened to you before? That's just like super cool. Um, I mean, music sometimes happens in my dreams, but I don't think I've ever like ran with the concept of perhaps writing something. Um, that was, yeah, it was a little bit different for that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have like a preference for, I don't know, maybe like the piano parts versus lyric writing, or do you kind of enjoy both the same? Um, in high school, I used to write a lot of angsty poetry. <laughs> and so there's a little, there's like a bit of an aspect of me that enjoys doing that still, but in like a little bit more of a mature way. Um, so I, I, I do have like a part of me who, who loves that and, and, you know, tries to nurture that little part of me um, still. Um, but, you know, I, I like listening to a lot of different types of music. So sometimes random little motifs stick in my head. And, you know, sometimes I want to turn them on their head and respond to another singer-songwriter in a certain way or another artist in a certain way um, or a moment of time in a certain way. Yeah. So what is the process then from you know, writing a song on your own to then translating it to having a full band behind you? That's a good question. Um, I think that's kind of on a song by song basis. And I've kind of learned that throughout this whole electronic um, introduction of music into my life as well. Um, sometimes I'm like, no, I have this concept and I need it to be this, especially with this new album that's coming out soon. I, I have like certain, certain licks that I really want to repeat and to like bookend beginning of the song, end of the song. Like I need those to happen. Um, but I really, I really like the concept of having every talent come in and have it be open enough for them to put their artistic um, creativity into. 
Um, I like when a lot of voices are speaking. Um, I like I like different personalities in my music. Do you have a sense with like particular songs which other instrumentation you would want in them, or do you kind of just like leave that up to more open ended? Oh, like my dream of like perhaps having a symphony behind me, and this would be ridiculous. Can you can you even imagine? It would be oh great. My goodness. <laughs> so yes and no. I mean, that's a lot of effort. <laughs> uh, sometimes I hear horns. Uh, sometimes uh, we we actually um, me and Luke he recorded a song with me um, called Soundscape that we added harp um, to that just worked really really well um, uh, with Marie. I forget her last name. Hamilton. There we go. Yes. Um, and she's extremely talented and added her personality into it. But she was also like, I don't know, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, oh, someone who's like completely, okay, this is great. And that's, that's the beauty of working with other people as well. You never really know what they're comfortable with, what they want to do, what they want to bring, if they want to bring anything at all, if you just want to, you know, tell them whatever. Anyways, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. What is sort of like the whole recording side of things for you do you tend to record anything on your own and then kind of bring it to be mixed do you record in studio mix of both I mean I've attempted at kind of gaining like an outline of a song um especially if I'm hearing a lot of other instrumentation on it that's like necessary for the song to even exist um then I kind of bring in my my looper into the studio and I'm like hey what do you want to do with this um, and again, collaboration, I really love that. It's, it's so important to me because going through all these people, all these filters, like creates this wonderful, beautiful Frankenstein type of a song that I would have never thought of in a, in a thousand years. So you mentioned an upcoming album. Yes, yes, I did. Very exciting. <laughs> Any cool like sounds or collaborations that you're sort of talking about that you're like really excited about for this upcoming album? All of them, um, all of the, yeah. I mean, there was my single called Like It's the Last Time that was released in November. Um, and we even did a music video to that. But I mean, that kind of started on my own, um, just like with a specific lick on the piano, repetitive lick. And then um, Pat Markley actually helped me out a lot on like the bass line and a lot of, a lot of the outlined kind of drum kind of samples um, that ended up, kind of being a grand, grand thing on, on the final mix. Um, and Luke added some, some twinges of guitar. Um, and uh, Dan Rome also added some uh, saxophone, which I wouldn't have even thought of in a thousand years, again. Um, but there is this like secret cool song that was a last minute edition called Return to Sincere that I'm super excited about. So definitely keep your eyes, I guess your eyes, and also ears peeled, but don't peel your ears, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'll come out um, in June, end of June, the 23rd. I'm gonna have a nice little release party at Radio Bean, um, and then a swank version at 126 the following day. Um, and yeah, every single song is, it's an eclectic mix. It's a, it's a mixtape, honestly. There um, you go. So, yeah, you won't get bored listening to this this album for sure. 
So for that song in particular that you have your music video for, mm -hmm. if I did my research correct, do you also do a remix of it? I did. So, well, yeah. What was the process of that? I personally didn't. Um, but a friend of mine in Toronto, who's an amazing rapper, um, he loves remixing people's songs. Um, and also is a producer as well, a pretty good producer too. Um, he got his hands on my first EP and was like, oh, new love. I love this one. I, can I can I remix? And I was like, what? Oh, sure. Well, we've just been chatting on IG, but yeah, okay. Yeah, let's collaborate. And that basically entailed him just like sending me the song and being like, what you think? And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> like, uh, Any input? I, I, I don't know. It's sick. <laughs> and then the following, um, like it's the last time he also remixed. And uh, we kind of talked a little bit more amongst ourselves on that one and, and got a little bit more input from me. Um, but yeah, it seemed like he had a lot of fun. That's cool. for sure. Yeah. As for the music video, so mm. it was at a fair. Two fairs, Two actually. fairs. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So did you sort of come up with that concept for the video in advance? How did the whole thing come to be? Um, well, there was... So when I started compiling this album, which was just like on a whiteboard, just like scratching out some of the songs that I liked, um, I started kind of noticing little themes of... Um, kind of circles in general and um, kind of repetitive kind of returns after, you know, like a travel and return. Um, and it was also uh, an album of, of coping during COVID, um, kind of uh, just pacing around in my room, um, just thinking. Um, and so this image of kind of me being stationary kind of Avril Lavigne complicated cover like and like movement around was was in my head and I wanted to kind of illustrate that in a certain sense. Um, I'm not sure where the fair came in completely but I was like yo rides most of them are circular most of them return most of them spin sometimes we we love to spin sometimes we get real sick of it real quick um but uh, like it's the last time is a little bit more of a celebration of, of life in that regard, the the cycles that we all go through, um, and yeah, those around us also going through cycles. There you go. Yeah. So do you sort of come up with you know all of the concepts for music videos too? Like when you write a song, do you sort of have like that imagery in your head? Sometimes. 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 This was the first kind of complete. Thing because I was like, wait, now I have resources. Now I have like people around me who are a little bit more serious and I can kind of dive in with less disappointment when it doesn't happen. Um, and I was able to like um, come up with some choreography and some interesting shots as well. Um, I used to be like a vlogger on YouTube back when Google didn't have it and it was ad free. Um, so I, I had some concepts of like videography and like cutesy little ways of like getting people, um, you know, where people watch on the screen even um, and colors and, and, and interesting things like that. So I had a little bit of experience and kind of just ran with a few, um, I guess, a few layers of, of things to mix in and um, 
yeah, we had the we had the child slash mentor kind of relationship. We had the me riding on rides kind of thing, and then us in front of Elmwood Cemetery. So those three worlds kind of clashed together. Amazing. And yeah. so they were two different fairs. Mm-hmm. Were those on separate days? So you had a few days of filming? Yes. So um, the mentor kind of child um, relationship one was at the Essex Fair, Champlain Valley Fair. Um, and then the rest was all at Tunbridge, which is the world's apparently oldest fair. Um, it's it's a pretty neat place. Um, extremely old. So I, I think I, I believe that claim. Um yeah, and all, everybody was so interested when, especially when I like laid down on a merry-go-round and started lip-syncing. Everybody was like, what is, what is going on? Many, many like older women at stands came up to me and was like, what, what are you doing? Are you, I, I'm, I'm concerned, like, uh, don't, don't get hurt, be, be okay. And I was like, well, okay. I'm, I'm just shooting a music video. And they're like, what, a music video? <laughs> and then, yeah, it was incredible how many people were, like, so interested. The second I, like, deviated from the norm, it was kind of funny. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine it's a different feel doing something like that in such a public place, too. Yes, yes. But I feel like oh, that's kind sure. of fun, too. It is. You know, it involves people that don't necessarily know what you're doing, so. Yep. Yeah. Well, exactly. we would love to hear another song. Okay. So you can go ahead and play your third song today. This tune is called Galaxy Eyes.
specific inspiration for it? Is there sort of like a theme to all of your songs? Kind of take us more into what sure. everyone can expect. Yeah, I mean, there's um, there's a nice evil waltz. It's a very eclectic mix. Um, I'm, as I said before, like lots of influences in jazz, in, in rock, in, you know, indie pop, kind of bedroom pop, um, and kind of electronic-y um, synth kind of stuff. And I mean, I've, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's just many takes on kind of a, a similar theme. Um, at a certain point, I thought that perhaps side A would be the mirror of side B, kind of a response to myself with every song. And, and it could be taken that way still. Um, an example is uh, my evil waltz, which is kind of, um, head dragging on the floor, kind of hating capitalism and the daily grind. Um, the flip side of that is Another Day, which is kind of a cool, relaxing jazz tune that is of the same topic. Um, depends the way you look at your work week. Depends the way, uh, on the way that you, you look at capitalism, I guess, and, and um, you know, this whole, how, how this whole society works and... Um, how we're all kind of put there. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just multiple themes, lots of circles, lots of spins, kind of like how we're on this wonderful earthly planet that does the same. How do you choose songs for the album? Like what is your vetting process and is that Oof. sort of difficult because I know, I mean I'm sure you write more than what make the cut. So, mm -hmm. how do you decide? Yeah, that was tough and I think I think there was like a time where it was mostly during COVID that these songs are, there's like a few throwbacks and, and, um, but I think it just kind of the ones that stuck when I played live, um, perhaps not as much to the audience. I mean, some of them, some of them definitely did. Um, but I think it was like a healthy dose of each kind of huh, some for you, some for me. Um, you know, perhaps you might not react to the slow emotional ballad um, if I perform it here in front of you. Because, you know, the vibe is like, yeah, it's chill. But, you know, like sometimes you want your own time to, you know, like be a sad boy or girl or, you know, and just like put on some headphones and like shed a tear, you know. So so I think there's there's. Yeah, a nice little mixtape for you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So are you thinking about or foreseeing any future music videos with some of the songs you're going to be mm. on this upcoming release as well? Yes. 
Uh, I'm hoping for galaxy eyes next. Though, Return to Sincere again is just like this like little surprise munchkin that has been gnawing at my heart for a little bit. Um, that uh, perhaps that one, at least later down the road. Um, and also Merry-Go-Round, which is my evil waltz. Um, get grungy with it. Very fun. Yeah. So I foresee that you're probably playing these new songs out and about. So mm-hmm. what's coming up for you? Are you doing <gasps> some gigs? Well, yeah, I mean, COVID boom. Every, every musician wants to get out and play again. Um, thank goodness I was able to snatch up some gigs for, for myself, including my upcoming album release, which is um, June 23rd and 24th. The 23rd is the rock one. Um, will sound more like this. Um, and that's at the Radio Bean. Danny and the Parts is going to open for me, and so is Ryan Sweezy. Should be a really fun night. Um, and then the next day, um, we've got 126 um, at 7.30. We're going to do kind of like a swanky, you know, jazzy type of, um, type of versions of my song. But most importantly, uh, we've got Waking Windows, that's really upcoming um, at Four Quarters Brewery, May 13th at 7 p.m. That's kind of the debut for all of us for these tunes. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, we also like to, here at the end, also give you the chance to promote yourself, let everybody know where to find your music on hmm. all of the platforms, so you can give us your spiel. The spiel. So I can be found on most platforms as Andriana C-A-N-D-R-I-A-N-A-C-E-E. And um, I'd like to also introduce my band. Um, I guess I'll start with the bassist with the most... I tried. Okay. His name is Pat Markley. (laughs) Um, He also plays in Breathwork um, and other bands as well because he's a very talented guy. That is back there on the drums, Matthew Jaden. He's, he's pretty good. Uh, you'll see him a lot playing at the 126. Um, and he has his own um, upcoming stuff eventually with Dogface. And then Luke Autry, he plays also in a thousand other bands, um, including The Discussions and Tom Piro. Pero, pardon me. Um, and my music video can be found on the YouTubes. I can be found on the Instagrams. DM me if you'd like. I'll say hi and stuff if you want to have any questions and things. I love, I love nerdy talking music, so, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks for that. So what have you got for us for your last song tonight? Okay. <laughs> like it's the last time. The number one single in order. Of order. Turning, but baby, it ain't time to go. 
to feel fully present with those around you. That's what this song is actually about. shop thank you so much all of you for coming out tonight thank you for having us and you have been listening to 105.9 fm the radiator w-o-m-m-l-p burlington next week there will be no rocket shop but we'll be back on the 18th with mika haley this has been rocket shop i'm your host abby bk and good night mm. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thank you for listening, y'all. Such a great audience.